this episode of 11 Point Collar has been brought to you by MuppetHub.com. Uh, hey, that's actually true this time. It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by J.D. Frog Scout Hansel. Hey everybody, guess what? 2016 is over! Rest in friggin' peace, you stupid year. Welcome one and all to the first episode of 11 Point Collar in 2017. Yes, and to start the year off right, we're doing two shows this week. Two shows in one, sort of. Because on the one hand, we're celebrating 2016 and all of the good things that happened there. And just going through a review. And we're also celebrating five years of 11 Point Collar. That's right, January 8th was 11 PCs. It was, it's, what would I say, fifth birthday, I think is the best way to put it. So, there's a lot to celebrate here. We've got a lot to review, a lot of great history to look over, and to do this with me, I have brought on board some of my most reliable co-hosting buddies from my years with 11 Point Collar and Let's Talk Muppets and all of the podcast productions that I've done. First of all, all the way from Australia, joining me is Jared Fairclough from The Muppet Mindset. Hey, Jared. Hello, how are you? I'm doing okay. At first, I wasn't sure how this was going to go because I was having some mic troubles, but hey, now I'm doing all right. I'm in the mood to uh, start reviewing some Muppet stuff. How about you? I'm excited. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm on the edge of my seat, and I'm lying. Well, I expected that from you. Okay, moving on. Steve. Steve Swanson from the Muppet Cast. Welcome back to the show. How are you? This isn't Steve. Steve's not here. I'm not Steve. Ah, okay. So, in other news, all the way from ChuffPigs.com, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Hennis. Nope, never mind. He's not here either. Steve, are you sure you can't be here? Steve? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm just not Steve. Oh, who are you? I'm a friar-breathing dragon. You know, it always amuses me that you consistently get a big kick out of references to a silly little children's TV special that no one's ever freaking seen. It's the best special ever. Come on. This is that, the tale of the bunny picnic gave us Bean Bunny. Mm-hmm. It gave us old some Bean Bunny. Great. Well, Bean Bunny has never changed. That's one of the beauties of Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny has always been consistent. Except in this He's one special in which you see him as an old guy. Well, okay, you see Grandpa Bean, which means that everything in the Muppets is eventually leading to the point where Old Man Bean can tell the tale of the bunny picnic and all the other tales from Muppet Land yeah, to all of his little grand bunnies, you see. You just keep on thinking that. but And uh, by the way, might I also say yes. that uh, my, my very good friend Jeanette from New Jersey gave me probably because we talked about uh treasured muppet items last time we all spoke here mm. uh, in the christmas show i received from my friend jeanette just about the best muppet christmas present i could ever receive and i'm really not kidding here i have in my possession a plush bean bunny and a plush i think her name is twigsy which was bean's sister their plush 
figures and their puppets, and I'm pretty sure they're the only ones left on the surface of the Earth. It's so incredible. Okay, Jared, what did you get? You have to top him now. Um, as in, well, I didn't get it for Christmas. I have a Jim Henson signature. Does that count? If you didn't yep. get it for oh, no, if you didn't get it for Christmas, then just forget it. No, I'm just, I'm going to move on to our first activity, which is seeing as how this is the fifth anniversary show for Eleven Point Collar. What presents did you bring me to celebrate my anniversary? My presents. Ah, Jared. I bought you Steve's presents. <laughs> you are so cheap. <sighs> okay, so we're going to okay. go to, and in, in the spirit of nostalgia, we're going to go to an old favorite segment of mine, one that everyone remembers fondly from Let's Talk Muppets. This segment is, of course, oh, no. First Impressions. Me, 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 me. First, First Impressions. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because I would like to get each of your first impressions from... Just, just in general, what kind of a year 2016 was for the Muppets? Because it seems like it was a roller coaster ride. Oh, I'm glad you qualified that by saying for the Muppets, because I was about to say, seriously? In general, uh, in general, 2016 was a downer. Now, technically, the number of celebrity deaths in 2016 was not as high as it has been in some previous years. Like, I think uh, 2013 right, was significantly you. higher. If, if you want to be technical, that being said, I don't think we've had people that are legendary in these ways consistently pass away. But that's not what I'm focused on. I'm interested in what's right, going right. on with the Muppets. Because at first, the Muppets were coming back with this uh, new half of their season, or new fraction of their season of their show on ABC. Then there was the question of whether or not it would get renewed. Um, and that didn't work out, but then we got new stuff in Disney World, we got new stuff on YouTube, uh, Sesame Street's been going through more of its strange changes that seem to have, it just seems like Sesame Street's been going through this huge evolution period over the past, uh, three or four, maybe five years now, uh, just trying to figure out what on earth it is as people have been coming and going. Um, we got the big news story over the summer with the original cast members, um, there's just been so much that's 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 happened here, so much that's been disappointing, and so much that's been exciting and pointed to a, a possible new great and beautiful future for the Muppets if all goes well. So, what do you guys think? Welp, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Okay. I had that written word for word, so, you oh. know, thanks for stepping all over that. Man, I'm so sorry. I, I keep, keep doing okay, that. Okay, so, interviewing technique for JD. So don't answer the question no. once you've asked it. Let let your other let your let your people answer the question. Your other let your let your your other let your let your your other let your let your people answer the question. I know that. I I, I get that idea. That's why and we're I, here. And I, I generally don't do that. The thing is, oh, this is my show, so I get to contribute <laughs> to the first impression segment. I get to give the first well, first impression. Okay. If neither of you are going, you to get help to out. contribute. You, you get to contribute. You don't get to take it over. I'm sorry. Did you, do you guys have anything else to add? No, because you said freaking everything already. Then you guys just need to be more imaginative in the future. I'm moving on. I wish I was on the Muppet cast. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great? That'd be so awesome right I, now. I Let's all think about the Muppet cast. Uh, <laughs> what a great show that is. Man, that's a so professional. Show. Great show. Yes. 
right? I offered the best. I offered to do the year in review on the Muppetcast instead, but Steve doesn't want to do any shows on the Muppetcast now because he's lazy. Okay, so uh, yeah, well, he he does have me there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking this one up. I've got the list of essentially everything that happened. Um, Again, just pertaining to the Muppets uh, throughout 2016. So we're going to go through this list month by month, and you guys get to point out some of the highlights. Um, are, we, or, are we going to do the short list or the long list? Um, w- w- what's the difference? I've got the list that you sent, Steve, after you revised it. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the list I've got. Okay. Awesome. Well, okay. After you revised it, I revised it again um, because I, I just can't leave good enough alone. Okay, are we okay, all on the same page enough. here? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Starting in January, the first thing that happened in January from what I could find is, weirdly enough, Miss Piggy turning into a robot that talks with people on Facebook Messenger. And yeah. Yeah. It's a little creepy and a little spooky, and Jared, if memory serves, you actually have a little bit of a story uh, pertaining to this Piggy bot, because I did not talk to Miss Piggy over Facebook. Steve, did you talk no, to Miss Piggy? No, I did. I did not interact with Miss Pigbot, no. Okay, so, so Jared, you did. So it's time once again for that classic segment, an interesting tidbit from Jared. Jared? That's my least favorite segment, because you never give me any warning that it's going to happen. <laughs> we technically have had a rehearsal of this segment. You've told me this before. Yes, and now I've forgotten the story, but that's okay. Um, look, yeah, it was Miss Piggy, it was all very, um, what's the but word? But it wasn't, though. Oh, well, obviously it wasn't Miss Piggy, because, you know, no, she's a puppet was... that doesn't exist. It no, was all I... done, it was all done, I think there were like 10,000 responses you could get, or a mixture of 10,000 responses you could get. Um, you could ask pretty much about anything. I sort of tried to get a little bit obscure a couple of times, uh, and she always had a response back. Even if it was sort of referencing what I'd said and then bringing it back to something else. Um, if you tried to talk about Kermit, she would, you know, mention him very quickly and then change the subject. If you tried to talk about any of the other Muppets, uh, besides Uncle Deadly, um, she would generally try to get the conversation back on track, back to, like, jokes that she'd already basically got in her system to um, to deliver. Um, right. But... It wasn't like you had to interact with her. If you left it long enough, she would start interacting back at you. So I got a uh, notification at about 3 o'clock in the morning, which obviously was, you know, the time for it to all be happening over in America. Uh, and all it was was her saying, Oh, hey, how are you, Jared? Like, do you want to hear some red carpet tips? No, not particularly, because it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I have to be up for work soon. Well, what, what, I don't understand why they would wire it to start talking to you at a random time. Like, that's just... Maybe they didn't wire well, it for th- Australian time zones? Well, no, no I, think just, I don't think it was wired for Australian, but... In, just in general, I think it's weird that they would require... That, that they don't require you to keep up the conversation going. If you leave her alone long enough, then she'll want to converse with you again. That's just... That, that, well, that, she is desperate for attention. Well, yes, but it makes it seem like the robot is becoming self-aware, which is creepy. Well, if if you read enough news stories, that's where it's all kind of heading. That's true. AI is um, AI is on the rise, and I'm starting to get very nervous about it. If only because they talk about it on um, Sam Harris's podcast a lot. What if the Muppets suddenly developed AI? What if that happens over time? What do you mean? Like, uh, what what if you what if they develop robotic arms that can puppeteer the Muppets, and eventually 
they just become sentient at some point. If Muppets become sentient robots. Right. Um, you know, believe it or not, when I was growing up as a kid, that was an Did idea Did we just stumble into an amazing topic, by the way? Oh, my God. Possibly. When I was growing up as a kid, that was an idea I had. I actually thought it would be perfectly plausible <laughs> at, some, at some point in the near future by the time I was grown up to invent essentially these robotic mechanical versions of cartoon and puppet characters that were programmed to behave the way the characters behaved um, and essentially be AI that would bring our fantasy characters to life. That was one of the things I spent way too many a day daydreaming about when I was growing up, and now maybe we're getting closer to that? And it's horrifying? God, that's scary. It's horrifying, yeah. Uh, yes. Another thing that happened in January was we got some new TED Talks from Michael Frith and Kathy Mullen. That was unexpected. Yes, it was, and it was really cool. Have you guys seen that? I've seen some of it. I did not I did not know that was a thing. I believe this makes three TED Talks that have come from Muppet sources. Yes. Whether it's characters themselves or performers, because Scooter did one at first uh, uh, a few years ago. Well, are you counting I, Frith and Mullen as separate TED Talks, or as one when you say three? Oh, no. So I get, ooh, that's four. It's four. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a lot out there. Um, TED Talks by themselves are just great, and when you couple them with creative people like the Muppet team, like so, Mike Kermit did a TED Talk. He did on creativity. That makes five. That's five. Oh my god, that's five! Wow. So, so yeah, I uh, I did not see the Kathy Mullen one. I did see the Michael Frith one. I thought it was very good. Um, I do need to still go see. Kathy's talk, but um, yeah, have you guys seen uh, the, either of these? Two? What did they talk about? Uh, I haven't seen Michael, any of them. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, it's weird because I didn't realize. So this was from TEDx in Bermuda, and I think this happened now, maybe a couple years ago, if memory serves. But in any case, the, the video just surfaced over the past year. But uh, I didn't realize that Michael Frith grew up in in that in Bermuda first of all how do you uh, not know that like can't you can't you hear it in his accent he totally has a Bermudian accent okay fine I guess I probably should have picked up on that very thick Bermuda accent he has especially with the way he moves his hands and and just oh, his eyes course, right. like it's very such obvious a, such an incredible salsa dancer yeah in any case um, he he's an incredibly creative guy and that was most of his talk was uh, you know, working with Jim Henson, I believe they showed some artwork. He's he's the conceptual designer for a lot of Muppet projects. And so that was, was really his talk, was creativity from the standpoint of working with Muppets. Hmm. Hey, Steve. <sighs> yes, J.D. What do you want to be when you grow up? I still want to be Barack Obama, actually. Still stick, sticking to my guns on that one. I want to be Vladimir Putin so I can have whoever I want for president. <laughs> okay, you win that joke. That's that's one of my favorite things I've ever said. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Moving on to February. Um, February started off with something I think fairly new for the Muppet fan community. It was no, it started off with February first, just like every year. Well, yes, but I mean the the first event that I have on the list for February. We, we got something that I think is new for the Muppet fan community, because I know that you've never heard of these people, but some Muppet fans named Jared Fairclough and Joe Hennis did a Google Hangout. What? Yes. Oh, I've, yes. I've never heard of that first guy, but he sounds amazing. Yeah, so there was a Google Hangout about something. I don't know what. I wasn't paying attention, and since, Jared, you've never heard of this, I'm just going to move on. Also in February, the Muppets won a production design award. 
So that's pretty cool. And I think that they deserved it. I think it's really safe to say that. Uh, well, when I say the Muppets, I mean the Muppets TV show on ABC. That's what won so that's the production what we, design award. We, we have to forever specify this for the rest of our I lives I hate now. that so much. And Jared, you have actually had uh, the opportunity to go out and see and be on the production and see some of this stuff in person, right? I did. It was really like they completely deserved that award. Just seeing little things uh, around the set that you would never notice just watching the show. Um, on TV, just little things like even in Kermit's office, I spent most of my time in there on the second day I was in there. Um, and just going through every single book on his bookshelf was something that you would expect Kermit to have. Not one book did I look at and think, well, that's strange. Uh, there was biographies of people they've worked with in the past. There was, you know, encyclopedias uh, on different animals like pigs and bears and uh and frogs as well um and even going into rolf's tavern which is way smaller than you would think it is um i know i pointed this out i think it was either at the very end of 2015 or start of 2016 um but there were pictures of rolf and jimmy dean all over the place i thought there was only one i've counted about six or seven wow How'd they clear the rights so just, to all those photos? I, I don't know whether or not they already own the rights because, you know, having obviously all the rights to Rolf. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that's probably but, where that comes from, yeah. Yeah, but um, it was just, it was a really nice touch because you would never notice it on the, on the, uh, on the show. But it was just, it was a nice little thing to have, I think, for the fans. And if you're really looking for it, um, you sort of—it was a nice little reward for sort of looking for these sort of things. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been yet another interesting tidbit from Jared. there should be a theme song there there is a theme song there is there a theme song oh that's great you don't remember the theme song for that segment no i don't remember the theme song no i'm pretty sure doesn't the uh doesn't it go for like 25 minutes yes that's the 25 minute theme song oh okay all right so it's like a stairway to heaven kind of thing it's it no it's like a rhapsody in blue five times kind of thing oh oh wow okay it's great. It's amazing. I hired an nice. orchestra just to do Jared's theme song. Really? No. Wow. No, I did not. Oh. Moving on. Oh, okay. Uh, so in February, that's when the Muppets TV show returned to TV for its reboot that wasn't really much of a reboot and was awesome. I think it got off to a good start and stayed good for the rest of the series. I loved that series very much and I miss it dearly. Um Another th- important thing that happened in February, though, is when the Muppets... Hey, J.D.? Yeah, Steve? Who, who was it that took over the, the show for the reboot? You know, I was actually just getting to that, because... Um, oh, were, oh, were you? Okay. I, I was, because, see, when Let's Talk Muppets came back to TV, uh, 
uh, sorry, when the Muppets on ABC came back to TV, Let's Talk Muppets, the podcast, came back to iTunes with new episodes. And right, right from show one, we were uh, cursed, actually, by the very woman who, um, uh, who rebooted the uh, Muppets TV show. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> work before, but she, um, she actually worked wait, 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 on wait, that. Wait, who? wait, who, who did you say? Uh, I said, I, I'm I sorry. Still, maybe it's the connection. Something yeah, we're having a connection just... problem. Oh, okay. It's, it is All something, right. yeah, but she um, she worked on the show Gallivant, which I've been watching. I don't know how to pronounce it. Gallivant, Gallivant, I don't know. I've been watching it on Netflix, and it's a really great series. So she was a good choice, I think, to bring them up. It's oh, I know who you're talking about. No, you don't. You're talking who, about who, Kristen who, Newman. Oh, Kristen Newman, right. Guys, yeah. stop it. Stop yes. it. Stop. Please stop. You don't understand. If you say her name three times on this podcast, the podcast will blow up. It'll blow up like a friggin' Dylan Gale episode, and I don't want that to happen. I want to stay alive, so you do not get well, to mention... Is, of course, the... Um, just do not the, mention... That is the well-known... No, no, I, I, I won't, believe me, but it, uh, that is the well-known urban myth, of course, that if you stand in front of a mirror and say her name three times, she will appear and destroy your production. Yes, it's very true. They actually never said her name when she was working on Gallivant. Um... They just kept referring to her as that woman, so so maybe, maybe mm, or she who must not be named, she who must not yeah. be named, something like that. Uh, it was yes. in March when already the finale of the ABC Muppet Show aired. Um, well, March first is when it aired in the U.S. and it was February 29th in Canada, and it was five years from now in Australia, as I understand it. Is that about right, Jared? Um, with daylight saving, it's about six and a half. Okay, all right. Well, with the finale of the ABC show came the hashtag Renew the Muppets campaign, which was, it was an interesting campaign and it was a fun one to take part in, um, but, but I'm not sure exactly how effective that was in the end, if at all, seeing as how the show didn't quite make it. Actually, Jared, you were very involved, I think, with, with the mindset of getting that very, campaign. I was involved. That Ladies was and a, gentlemen, that was whole thing. it's time for another interesting tidbit from Jared. All right, settle in, folks. Uh, it was look that was an idea that uh, Joe Henners and I sort of teamed up on. Um, as for its effectiveness, it actually was very effective. I am told from very reliable sources uh, that the heads of ABC saw all that, uh, very seriously looked at it. Um, I know season two was very close to happening. Uh, I know contracts had been signed. Um, so I think with the Renew the Muppets hashtag, it showed that we were paying attention. We wanted this show back. We wanted to see what, you know, the team with the person I'm not allowed to mention anymore, uh, could do with a second season. Uh, and so the hashtag did a lot more good than I think a lot of people realized it did. The fact that it even got seen by the people at ABC... Yeah, um, means that the whole thing was worth it in the end. Yeah, that's well, great. Well, I think it... I, I would definitely agree. I would say that probably made a lot more uh, impact than some kind of silly, oh, I don't know, online petition. 
Yeah, online petitions really aren't good for much. I don't know what. No, they're, 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 they don't useless. work. You know what? And the more that stack up, the more useless they become. Really. Absolutely, and you know what really doesn't work? What just totally fails every time? What actually? What's that? Lessens your chance for progress. Well, what's what's the worst idea one could possibly come up with for for affecting change like this, JD? It's writing a protest song, Steve. Really? Yes. Protest songs don't work. It uh, studies have shown that. JD likes to make up facts like this one. Protest songs do not work. Hmm. Well, yeah. I, I have heard a, a statistic that says that 73% of all statistics are made up on the spot. That's, that's very, very true. And you know, 63% of people don't even know that you're not supposed to start a sentence with a number. 63 people don't know that. 63% really? heard... of people don't know that, which is actually, according to some studies, the same as 63 people. Well, I, that's funny because I, I heard that it, it's close to the same number of people who uh, don't realize that a preposition a preposition is not something you're supposed to end a sentence with. Yeah, well, where'd you read that at? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, we're done. Okay. We're done, and we're done. we've milked and this see. joke yeah. <laughs> long enough. Um, so, also in March, speaking of fan projects that. I have that I have no idea how well they went. Basically, uh, there was the Muppet Madness tournament of 2016. I think that started oh, in March. Did it take us till April to get that one? We we were a little late. Yeah, with this year's it was. Tournament. You know, we wrapped it up in April. Basically, we had. I think we went into it not having much of an idea for what we wanted to do at the beginning of the year. Oh, that's. Uh, we I had a lot of fun true. the last time around with the whole casino. Well, just let me get, let me get there. Okay. We had a lot of fun with the whole casino idea. Uh, and with the cards and everything for the, for the previous Muppet Madness tournament, we thought, how in the world are we ever going to top this? And then we thought, wait a minute, it's an election year. Let's sort of lampoon the election process and make up our own and elect the Muppet president. And you, J.D., actually did a ton of work. I remember very long conversations with you in which you came up with the whole gaming system for this. Uh, and I came up with the website and the graphics, and we put it all together. And uh, do we want to talk about the winner now, or do we want to save the winner for April? Um, we'll save the winner for April. We'll get to that later. That's but, fine. Yeah. So the Muppet Madness tournament began. I think it began. I think in it began March. with yeah. much fanfare. Yeah. And great interest. Yeah, we didn't go quite as big this time as as we have other years because we just did not have time to be doing a Muppet Madness tournament. I don't know why on earth we thought we could be doing a Muppet Madness tournament when we oh, were busy with our podcast. It was the pod worst. Yeah, we were okay. busy with it our podcast. It was podcasts. yet one more we were... reason that 2016 was an awful year because we tried to run this tournament in the middle of, well, I, I literally drove across the country from one house to a new house while running a, an online tournament that I had to check in from my iPhone and help manage. Yeah. It was that kind and of you, a year. You were, yeah, it was... And I was busy was, with I was busy with trying to keep up with the new Muppet show on ABC so I could do Let's Talk Muppets and do new stuff for 11PC to some small extent while I was taking college classes and trying to help manage the tournament. Um, so, boy, was it a crazy time to be doing a tournament. Oh, what on earth were we yeah. thinking? Um, but it was still kind of fun to do in some ways, um, and yes. I still, I'm, oh, yes. I'm still glad that we went with the idea for electing the Muppet precedent that we did. That was a neat idea. Um, another cool Muppet fan thing from March is the Muppet Mindset did interviews with, not going to say her name, uh, and with Cookie Monster. We did. Now the one with, mm -hmm. uh, how was that? Did I did I muffle That's that good. well enough? 
Yeah, it, that is it, okay. Well, I had there, sir. Yeah, I had nothing to do with that. Basically, I I think I might have double checked the questions that um that Mitchell was going to ask, but you know I'm taking little to no credit for any of that. So don't blame me. Okay. Um, well, you're mean to Mitchell. One, that was. Then, well, uh, as for the Cookie Monster one, that was that was all me. That okay. was all me. Uh, that was the culmination of about thirty. I think I counted up altogether about thirty-five emails, uh, about five phone calls, and as it was, I only had about three hours' notice that I was actually going to get to do it. Wow! Um, <laughs> but that was a that was a weird moment in my life. I sort of I don't think you could tell too much on camera, but there's at one point I just sort of allowed myself to sort of just only for about a second or so to just completely absorb the fact and freak out a little bit in my head uh, that I was talking to Cookie Monster. But interestingly, um, one thing that really surprised me was when Cookie Monster opens his mouth and talks, I don't know what's inside his mouth, um, like the hard thing that's sort of behind the black, but it's slams together and makes like a clapping noise and it's really really loud and i remember thinking while i was doing the interview we're gonna have to throw this out like that's gonna get picked up on camera that's gonna be picked up on the audio and they're gonna turn around and say look you you can't have that and i thought all right well you know there's a good chance this whole thing could not be seen so we got back afterwards my friend michael who'd come with me um, we got back to his office afterwards, put it on the video, and I, you know, crossed fingers, held my breath, and I have no idea how that didn't get picked up. I don't know if it's a thing that happens every time Cookie Monster talks, but no clapping noise. And that's the magic of Cookie Monster. That's the magic of Cookie Monster. This has been an interesting tidbit from Jared. Is Cookie Monster the sound of one hand clapping then? Yes, yes, that is exactly what Cookie Monster is. Holy crap, we figured that out! Great, great. Next time I meditate on the sound of one hand clapping, I will be meditating on nom 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 nom. That's it. That's the sound of one hand clapping. Nom 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 nom. And now you know. Holy crap. And I didn't think anything fun was going to happen in this show. That's because you're a jerk. (laughs) Because I've done the show before. This is, this is all true. Anyway, March, just to wrap things up, I do have to address that uh, March is also when David Smurl, who was Sesame Street's Mr. Hanford, passed away, and when Muppet writer Tom Whedon passed away as well. Moving on to April, that's when, I believe, uh, the Street Gang documentary was first announced, but that comes up later in the news, so we'll talk about that more later. April is also when Elmo, Rosita, and Oscar appeared on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and it was a great appearance. I I was actually uh, rather surprised uh, to find that Oscar was performed, or at least was voiced, not by Carol Spinney, but by Eric Jacobson for this appearance. Yeah, he was, and probably one of my favorite recasts that we've ever had. Yeah. Yes, great, great choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a spot-on performance in every way. I mean, really, us, uh, Eric's Oscar the Grouch just makes me realize how terrible Matt Vogel's Uncle Deadly is. Like, it's just such an awful, pathetic performance that adds nothing to the character, doesn't capture the spirit 
of the original character at all. It's just, it's just so, ugh. If it isn't obvious that that's complete and total sarcasm to our listeners, then you do not listen to this show enough. Please start <laughs> from episode one. Um, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Uncle Deadly, um, April is when Uncle Deadly won the Muppet Madness tournament. That's right. Uncle Deadly is, in fact, the Muppet president. So there you go. It's nice to have so, a good Muppet president sitting in Muppet office this time around. And that's, he's not just the president in the United States. Uncle Deadly is the Muppet president no. all over the world. All over the world. It's true. This is unprecedented. Well, and the other thing from this whole experience, as much fun as it was, mm. uh, we and we've been talking about it off and on, and this is probably as good as time as any to announce this, is we have decided... Um, as much fun as we had with the tournaments uh, a couple years ago and this past year with the whole election thing, it's so much work. And it only, it, it, it's our fault, but it, it only becomes more work every year because we want to do more and more all the time. And I think we, we've realized that we just don't have the extra time, the extra bandwidth creatively to do this again this year. So yeah. um, I want to go ahead and, and say that we are not going to be doing a Muppet Madness tournament uh, for 2017. The website is still going to be there. You can still see all the stuff from the past tournament and everything. Uh, uh, that Since that's that's all my stuff, so that's, that's not going anywhere. But uh, I did want to also say, because I know people are probably sad about this, that mm. um, don't be too sad, everyone, because JD is actually going to run a huge contest on what? his website instead of doing the tournament. Yeah, what? yeah, that's going to happen. J- huh? JD is running a big tournament, folks. Excuse me? Wait a second. He doesn't want to say anything about it yet. Why wasn't I JD given a warning? Doing... JD is actually is, is that is that the one where he gives away that really expensive prize? No. He's, yes, JD is actually giving away. He didn't want to say it, but he, he's giving away a 65-inch TV as this the first not, prize in his contest. This is not true. Yeah. I don't have money for that. I'm in college. JD's doing a great big contest. A 65-inch TV which he is will, the first prize. Yes. Which he will deliver in a car that you can keep. No. He will personally deliver to your address. Yes. This if is, you have a P.O. box, yes. he will go to the post office and wait for you to arrive to pick up your 65-inch TV. Yes, that, that is what J.D. Hansel is going to do. No matter where in the world you are. It doesn't matter where you live. Okay, I'm disowning everything that these gentlemen have said. This does not, this does not, this does not exist in our universe. I, uh, no, this is not happening. I don't have money to put on a big contest, so... Forget that. No, it's not. It's not happening, folks. No, Steve's just a bad Muppethub.com slash contest. Go there right now and enter. <laughs> so in April, Sesame Street won Emmy Awards, and Sonia Manzano herself received a Lifetime Achievement Award, so it was a good time uh, to be Sesame Workshop in April. Okay, question, though. Yeah. Um, because I, I can't remember off the top of my head, when was it that Sonia actually retired from Sesame Street? Was that... It feels like that was 24. 15, I think that was, was that? 2015. That was, 20, uh, that was July 2015. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Took him almost a year to, um, to, to remember that. Huh? that yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was May when uh, The Muppets w- was officially canceled. Um, we, we finally wah, got word. Wah. We didn't really know until then um, that that was going to happen. Um, Can I ask, were either of you two surprised? No. No. I was disappointed in I some hate, ways. I hate to say that, but I wasn't surprised. I, I, I well I was a I was I knew I would be a little bit surprised either way and a little bit disappointed either way. Um 
but honestly, if it took that long before we heard anything, I didn't realize that I probably should have taken it as a sign that they were actually seriously considering renewing it and were on the fence mm -hmm. about it. I, I didn't think to think of that as a positive thing because I didn't know that hashtag renew the Muppets had been seen by the ABC people. Um, but uh, See, I, just I think the numbers because... weren't what they should have been. Like mm. the, no, the viewership think... declined every single week. I think because I knew the hashtag was working and because I knew that a couple of people had signed contracts for season two, I was a lot more surprised than I think a lot of other people were that it didn't get picked up. So what you're saying because is... Because I knew just how close they were to getting a second season. So what right. You're, so what you're saying is, you're saying that if you're an ignorant person who has no idea what's going on in the world, you will be right more often. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I, I think that's very fair to say. Sure. Um, also in May, the Muppets did a panel at Vulture Festival, or is, I think that's what it's called, and um, that's when Fozzie learned that the show got cancelled. <laughs> Which was the best way to handle that ever. Like, I don't know when oh, they decided that Fozzie was the last person to get the word that they weren't having a second season. <laughs> but that was a good decision. Whoever made it, made it a good decision. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we've made it this far in the year, it's a good time to take a little break from our review of 2016 and return to our review of this fine podcast known as 11 Point Collar and great website known as MuppetHub.com, which has contributed so much to the Muppet fan community. So at this time, I would like to bring back this classic segment from Let's Talk Muppets, Favorites. And this is Favorites 11 PC edition, so I would. It, do either of you have some favorite moments you would like to share uh, from our times recording podcasts together? Some little moments, little exchanges of dialogue, or little sketches, or, or just any moments of any kind that really stand out to you? Apart from that one we just did, yes, I, I can actually think of one. Um, oh. And it's the first podcast of, of 2016 that the three of us all recorded. Oh, yes. J.D., you had just gone back to school, mm -hmm. and we're still getting all situated and settled with your technology and everything, and the three of us were going to record uh, an episode about, I think it was the, the big comeback episode. Yes, uh, episode if I'm not 11. Mistaken. Yes. And everything just systematically kept failing one thing after another, just like you know a, a big production number on The Muppet Show where sandbags are falling from the ceiling and set pieces are toppling over. Just one thing after another, after another, went wrong until <laughs> you were, I'll never forget this you were sitting in those like room in, in the library or something and, <laughs> right yep and closing the library and someone <laughs> called you out of the room and jared and i are talking i'm saying just wait they're they're telling him the library is closing down i i know this to be a fact he's gonna come back and say sorry they're closing the library and we have to leave and what did you with <laughs> the exact words you came back with Door, they're closing the library. We have to leave. <laughs> I just lost it. It's true. It's true. What's great is I, in order to go talk to the person at the door, I had to take out my earbuds, so I didn't hear what you and Jared were saying to each <laughs> it other. Oh, it's just so later when I'm editing the show, I come back and I hear this part of the conversation that that I missed, in which somehow, I mean, I was able to put both parts of the audio together, so you can hear on my end. You get to hear in the yep. podcast the things that you two didn't hear, while you're also hearing the things that I didn't hear, and so the audience really got to put something together before uh, before the three of us did, which is a very interesting moment, and it made for a very special episode, and it's all uh, the fault of she who must not be named. She's it the is, one to yes. blame for that. Um, that was great. Jared, does anything come to mind for you apart from that glorious moment? 
that that was a fantastic one. What about can I can I mention something that happened during Let's Talk Muppets? Sure, that's well, that was Let's Talk Muppets, so it's all fair game. Oh, true. So the last episode podcast, yeah. uh, which I was on with, I'm blanking on her name. How awful is that? Uh, yeah, Arian. you're a terrible person for blanking on Arian's name. Yes. Yes, I got it in the end. Um, if you remember, at the end of that, I basically took over your podcast. Yes. Yeah. I took over the whole thing, said this oh, is mine from now on. Yes. That's true. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. That's why and, I've uh, never been able then, to do... of uh... course... Well, exactly, because now it's mine and I own the rights to it. Right. Uh, and had there been a season two, you would have had to pay me a lot of money to be doing uh, a Muppet podcast on the show. That's... Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. Can Guess I mention I'm... one more? Oh, Jared, did you have something else you wanted to say? No, not if no, Steve wants it, to it, talk. It sounded like you did. Steve, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, there was something else because you mentioned Arianne, and I also have a favorite memory involving uh, you and Marianne and Chris Harris. Arianne? Uh, four of us. Yes, Arianne Gallagher. Yes. You said Marianne. The... No, I didn't. Yeah, you said Marianne. I know what I said. I'm here. Okay. I'm me. All right. In any case, the four of us all met up in Atlanta at the Center for Puppetry Arts, and recorded a live episode with the four of us all kind of co-hosting. Actually, it was it was you and I trying to do something, and, and Chris and Arianne kind of laughing at our idiocy. But what stood out for me, apart from the idiocy, um, was actually this is kind of part of the idiocy, but you hosting the entire show in your Kermit voice, and you would not stop doing the voice as much as I cajoled you to stop. You oh. were intent on getting through that entire thing. Remember this? Someone told me Kermit to do voice. the whole show in the Kermit voice, I think. Like, someone dared me or something yeah. like that. And so I did it. I just It kept was it. probably me. And it was not my <laughs> best Kermit impression that time. It was really not. Um, my voice wore out because I was I didn't have anything, you know, to drink. I didn't have anything to keep it up. But um, as podcasting moments go in the past five years, that uh, any time that we were actually able to get together in person and do something... But that one in particular was just so much fun. Well, yeah, I alternated voices too. That was another part of the fun. I because <laughs> for yes, a you while did have multiple I, I was yes. I was Sam Eagle until Sam inexplicably left, and you're all like, "Wait, where did Sam Eagle go?" And I said, "Oh, he went on the prowl," <laughs> referring to, to the moment in the yeah. show when he said that he was a bird on the prowl. Sam Eagle was so awesome in this show, the uh, the uh, TV show. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough unexpected excuses. greatness from. Unexpected characters there. Yeah, I, I haven't had an excuse to do um, uh, to do Sam's voice. And you don't often. have one now. And Moving I on. don't have one now. Moving on, <laughs> yes. Uh, those are some of the best moments. Going back to our review, let's jump into the summer now with June, which is when Julie's Green Room was announced. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that show goes. The Henson Company has a few kids' shows in the works right now. I know uh, Word Party is either on Netflix or soon to be on Netflix, one or the other, and I'm not sure which. Um, and so they've got a lot going on over at the Henson Co., I think, particularly when it comes to their children's shows. I don't know what else they're doing um, at the moment. Uh, I... I yeah, I'm struggling to think of what else. But at least as far as TV projects, yeah, it's all projects like kids go. Shows. They're uh, they're 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 keeping busy, and that's good. That's good all for right. the Henson Company. Um, good job, Henson's. Yes. 
Some sadder news from June. Uh, we found out that uh, Kim passed away, and uh, that was that was uh, actually that wasn't upsetting at all. So moving on to July, um, that's when Pizza Rizzo in Disney World was announced, and I think some other Disney World related things may have been announced around the same time. Uh, July is also when Fifty Four Below in New York City uh, brought together a bunch of. Broadway performers and just really cool, musically talented people to celebrate the Muppets for a little mm-hmm. tribute show. Did either of you show. have anything you wanted to add to that? You just got to stop me as I keep going through my list. Well, only that you can... I have the audio from most, if not all, of those performances on an episode of the Muppet cast. So if you wanted to hear those, you could hear them there. If you wanted to see them, I, I know they were on YouTube, uh, but I don't know if they're still there or not. They still are, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, Let's see. In July, the Muppets were nominated for an Emmy. And also in July was a big news story uh, concerning Sesame Street. It was (laughs) something that kind of came as a surprise to me, actually. Uh, Sesame Street decided to show Bob, Gordon, and Luis what the door looks like. And um, I believe that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe that, Steve, you actually have... Uh, well, this story was more So is it time you. for interesting tidbits with, with it, Steve it, Swanson it's, now? it's time for an interesting tidbit from Steve Swanson, except you don't get a theme song. Oh, okay. Go, go ahead and write me a theme song, then I'll, I'll wait. No, no, you don't get one, because I'm not going to be that nice You can to have you. mine. Oh, you can okay, have thank mine. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, so, fine. You're sharing theme songs now. It's time for an interesting tidbit from Steve Swanson. Go. And there's the theme song. Okay. Uh, so basically what happened was uh, my friend and yours, Guy Hutchinson, who wrote the definitive book on the history of the Sesame Place theme park, uh, which you can uh, which you can purchase by going to sesameplacebook.com. Um, it's a good book. Gets to do, Thank, thank you. He he gets to do a lot of these fun kind of things like moderating panel talks and going around the country. And he he's really big into the whole nostalgia thing. Like that, if you look at his Facebook feed, like everything is something that's old and cool and kind of weird and quirky and fun. Yeah. So, uh, guy was in Miami, Florida last July, moderating a talk with Bob McGrath, who is Bob on Sesame Street. And one of the things that Bob said, and I don't know, in response to what question. Uh, Bob said this, but he did say that, you know, it's been really great in this whole this whole history working with Sesame Street. He's been there from the very beginning. He's, you know, there's incredible writers and they're always continually tweaking the curriculum, yada, yada, yada. And just this past year, they made the decision to uh, remove some of the human cast members, some of the longtime human cast members from the show. So he and Roscoe Orman, who plays Gordon, Emilio Delgado, who plays Luis, uh, I believe a few others as well, but I'm not confirmed on that. But uh, uh, some of those more longtime senior human cast members had been removed from the show. And no one had really heard about that until Bob mentioned it in this panel talk. And uh, when Guy heard it, he was a little uh, jarred, as you and I might be upon hearing that for the very first time with no news reporting beforehand. Um, and in fact, Bob said it later in another talk that I believe Guy was also moderating along with uh, Roscoe and Emilio there on stage with him there at that point. So twice in the same day, uh, you, you heard this confirmation. So it wasn't something that, you know, Bob accidentally misspoke and he didn't really mean to say that they were 
taken off the show. No, he meant to say they were taken off the show. Um, I, I don't know in what manner they were taken off the show, but it was very sudden and there wasn't a lot of uh, fanfare and a lot of acknowledgement there. And that's something that when Guy brought this to me, because he had the, the actual audio from this, uh, we, we listened to it like, this is really crazy. I'm su- we're, we were both just so surprised that Sesame hadn't gotten out ahead of this story and said something. And Because, you know, for Sonia Manzano, who, again, retired uh, the previous July, you know, they're still giving her awards and she's still very public and, and she's got a great book out and there's all these things happening for Sonia. And it seemed like these three guys were just kind of, you know, like you said, shown the door. But we thought, okay, look, they'll say something. They'll make some kind of announcement. There'll be some kind of you know, release uh, or, or something. And nothing came. So we waited for, uh, I mean, a good, it feels like a good month. And then said, okay, well, if they're not going to say anything, then we're going to go ahead and release this. So I released it on the podcast. I wrote up a little blog post and tweeted it out to a few different news sources and the story just kind of went viral and when i say went viral i mean that within a couple weeks that one news story had over eighty thousand hits on muppetcast.com which doesn't really happen all that often and you got mentioned on a lot of big news sites yeah it was it was kind of uh interesting to wake up the next morning after publishing the story and going wait a minute the muppet cast was linked from rollingstone.com and CNN and Time, and all yeah. There's there's a long list of uh, websites that I have that actually linked. Not only did they report the story, some of them actually copied and pasted the story. But apart from that, it's weird to see CNN link to your website from their story. Yeah. Um, that was a little surreal. It was kind of cool. I mean, I'm I'm proud of the work that I did on the story. Not to say that I did a whole lot, because I actually didn't. Guy was the person who was there and, and really captured the audio and everything. Um, but it's also weird. This this thought goes through your head when you start to see the news story that came from your website on CNN and Time and Rolling Stone and E! Online. Did I get my facts right? Am I sure that I understand what happened when I reported the story? You know, because you don't want to be the guy that, oh, that's not how it happened at all. Bob actually meant this, and and then it all comes back on you, and you look like an idiot. You know, like yeah. there was there was a real fear in my head at the time too, because I really wanted to make sure I did this the right way, and I wasn't trying to get any undue attention to the Muppet Cast. I was just really shocked that these guys who have been there forever were getting no recognition, and. Uh, and I, I wanted to make sure that they got that, you know, that we fans had a chance to say goodbye. And in fact, and I think, Jared, you had something like this, too. Uh, Emilio emailed me at some point after the story broke and said, you know, hey, thanks for helping, you know, get some recognition or uh, uh, break the story. It looks like Sesame Workshop is going to reach out and we might have some meetings in, in September uh, to see how we can, you know, continue to maybe work on the show in some sense. So... That was kind of cool to get some acknowledgement from Emilio. He's been on the show before. Um, amazing guy. Yeah, I know uh, he's been on Sesame Street before. Obviously, he's Luis. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I was really surprised, as nice as it was to hear from him, and it was, and as much as that story gave fans at least a way to acknowledge and say thank you to these guys who have been there forever, uh, nothing came from that story. 
Like, I, I don't know what happened in those meetings that took place in September. We didn't see Bob and Gordon and Luis and a lot of people. We didn't see them in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I'm jumping the gun a little bit. And I know we're going to talk about that soon, too. But who, who knows what really happened, you know? Hmm. Hey, Steve. Yes, J.D. Where do you find meaning in your life? Well, J.D., I just don't know. Sometimes I listen to Christmas songs. Christmas songs hold a lot of meaning for a lot of people. One of my favorite Christmas songs, if I have to think back to it, is probably Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's such a tale of joy and acceptance in this world, and it's, it's very inspiring to me every year. I prefer Feliz Navidad. Moving on. Uh, in, <laughs> in August, uh, Disney World announced that it would have a Gonzo-themed bathroom. And so in case you were wondering what it was like <laughs> after the TV show ended when we were desperate for Muppet News, a new bathroom. That's what Muppet News was. That's, that's <laughs> what it became. Um, uh. Which I, I think brings up something interesting. I, I, I'd like to kind of step aside from our reviewing uh, for just a second because I'm, I'm curious just to get for a few minutes. I know we're running long now, but just for a few minutes, what, what do you guys think of the current state of Muppet fandom? Because it seems like the... Uh, fandom? Sense... Yeah, Muppet fandom. Not the Muppets themselves, the fan community. I mean the fan community. I, mm-hmm. where, what does this mean for us? Because are we going back to a time like what it was like before the Renaissance, when now uh, we're just this little band of people talking about an obscure property? Or are things just going to keep on keeping on? Go for, for my it, own Jared. sake, for my own sake, I'm hoping... This is just a lull. This is like a calm before the storm. I'm hoping something gets announced. I don't think anything will be announced this year, or if it does, you know, I don't think we'll see anything big this year. Um, But when you're a site that tries to do things every day, and especially when you're doing it basically on your own like I am, I mean, I have got some people who, uh, you know, occasionally will put things in. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it's me doing the site every day. Um, I'm, I'm desperate for information. I'm desperate for news. I'm desperate for something to happen so I have something to talk about. Um, I think occasionally uh, there's news that's just not worth reporting. I don't think I reported on that toilet because I just thought, what's the point? Like, I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to... Um, let that be news Mm. i just i i think that this lull is a lot harder on what's the word it's a lot more difficult to deal with now than it was before i had a muppet site before i had taken over the site because you know the website has been part of my life now and when i've got nothing to do i feel like i'm not doing my job i feel like uh, i'm letting down everyone who likes the site i feel like i'm laying down ryan um so that's why i'm desperate for news because i don't want to keep feeling like i'm not doing my job see that's so interesting that's the exact opposite of how i feel about it um because well for i mean i i will agree though that we are in a lull right now i don't think we've gone back to the dark ages just because uh the dark ages was before Disney owned the Muppet property. And I think them owning it does open up a lot of doors. But there is a lull. 
right now. I absolutely agree with that. But I'm enjoying the lull. I have to say, I even I even sing a little song about the lull. Oh. I'd like to hear the song I sing. Let's let's hear let's hear, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for an interesting song bit from Steve. Well, it just I mean, it, there's really not much to it. It's just a little lull, 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 lantern, lull, 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 lullaby. Should I should I continue or are you good? I get the idea, and I hate. Okay, you. good, good. good. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> yeah, well, but, Steve. But also, what? Yes, yes. Uh, well, I, I was. Just... I'm not done with my answer yet. Okay, go ahead. All right. So if you have a joke, just hold it. So, uh, no, I, I, I do definitely feel the absence uh, of new stuff to talk about with Muppets. But for me, I don't feel the same urgency, Jared, that I think you probably feel uh, from what it sounds like. I haven't done a new episode of the Muppet Cast, and in fact, I've kind of struggled with new things to do in the show. I mean, I've, I've been doing off and on the, the Muppet cast mailbag episodes, which is really just like a, an extended Q and a kind of thing that at least kind of allows me to talk about the Muppets based on questions that people send. And it allows me to do a little bit of like Muppets one Oh one for people who maybe don't know a lot about the characters. And I can kind of disseminate some of this useless knowledge that I've acquired over the last almost 10 years now. Uh, but I don't feel an urgency to put out a new show all the time. I haven't in quite some time, at least not one that I've produced and edited. We could talk about the Christmas episode, but uh, I'm, you know, my creative energy with that, I've talked about all the movies and the TV shows and reviewed them all. And I've done a ton of interviews and are there more people to talk to? Yes, there are always more people to talk to, but, uh, until and unless there's a lot of new stuff coming up with Muppets again, I'm good with just, on my side, letting my site sit there. And the channel is still there, and all those shows are still there, and everything is still there. And I'm glad all that work has been done. Uh, but I don't, I'm not really chomping at the bit the same way I think other people are to put something new out there. Maybe that kind of makes me a jerk, though. I don't know. No, 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 well, no. Yeah, no. It, in a way, it almost does because you've, you've. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm saying well, that somewhat facetiously, obviously. Jerry just you, jumped Steve, in and said, but, "No, no, no, no," and JD was more than eager to say, "Yes, you are a jerk." But I, I meant it kind of facetiously, just because. Well, it's it's called yes and Steve. It's 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 not it, it called, is called yes and. Yeah, no. sorry, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, but my my point is that you've you've set up your website in a very different way, I think, from the other. Uh, fan sites, and I've done the same thing, in that we don't really do regular, consistent articles, regular, consistent news. We just kind of do stuff when we feel like it's worth doing stuff, which right, can right. be very good, because it means when we release something, it's more likely to be a good production, if it goes well. Um, but There's about a 50-50 shot. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, it, it also means that we're not going to have as devoted of an audience, and we're not going to give people that same sense that there is something that is consistently good in life every single day or every single Absolutely. week. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think, Jared, you might feel like you have um, a, a kind of responsibility that we feel like we don't have, because... Well, you're you're <laughs> picking up where Ryan Dozier left off. Exactly right. I mean, Ryan was posting almost every day for what five and a half years. And I look, I shouldn't say I'm doing it on my own. I've got Kieran who writes every Friday, um, Abigail Morn who 
writes occasionally um, and writes really good stuff. Um, Mitchell, you know, to a point, although he's busy with the Mickey mindset, I just, I, I, I would like more people, I think, on the team. I would like to feel that responsibility less. Um, but I'm also okay with not doing things on the site for a while. Like, you know, between Christmas and New Year, um, or until really this week, there hasn't there wasn't much on the site at all. I think I posted maybe twice because I was on holiday. I was enjoying Christmas. I thought, you know what, the site can the site will be okay for a couple of weeks. But I feel like a week or so, especially you know at this point of the year, it's sort of the max I can afford to leave it before I feel like I'm not doing the job that Ryan asked me to do. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. This is like free therapy. I I didn't. This is I, great. Right? I eventually this is, noticed this is really that. Good. I eventually noticed that I accidentally took us into a fairly therapeutic zone, and I didn't mean to do that. But you know what? It's no. This is this is good. Well, this I actually good. wanted Anyways. to do a full episode that was just going to be. This was like an idea I had a year or two ago. I wanted to do an episode that would get a bunch of the Muppet fan sites together um, to do a panel on the current state and the future of Muppet fandom. Just I remember this conversation, yes. And I think now, based on this past conversation, now might be a better time to do that. So I'm going to keep thinking about this idea, and we'll we'll see good. if it's possible. Good, good. All right. So are, are we moving on? We can move on. Okay. Um, so the Electric Mayhem band performed at the Outside Lands concert, or the festival, yeah. rather. They performed a concert there, and it was awesome. I so wanted to go to that. It was up in San Francisco, and I couldn't get up there for that but i so wanted to go to that it looks so great it was cool i mean i wasn't there but from the video it was cool it was it, it was an interesting technique doing the um the performers all dressed in black and making them essentially visible except that well they're in black in front of a black background so it's nice to see disney um at, at once again recognizing that the muppets don't have to be santa claus that you can show a little bit of how they work and still keep a lot of the illusion there there's a lot of characters in the Muppets, JD. There's, there's, it's not just Santa Claus. I know, Steve. I know. Okay. All right. No, this was a really kind of a risky, not risky, but a, something that they don't do a whole lot. It wasn't just the Electric Mayhem performing, which they've done like in front of an audience before, but it was, uh, you know, a, basically a, a miniature rock concert that they have with live musicians, I believe, right? Live musicians playing, and the puppeteers puppeteering the characters as if they were playing and singing that music right i think well, so yes and it was nice that they actually had the performers singing live i mean it would have been right. easy for them to um it would have been easy for them to have them lip sync but i mean it was obvious they were singing live i mean at one point i think um like david rudman's voice broke when he was playing Janet. yeah um i also liked that they only did one muppet song i was sort of wondering if they were yes. going to do you know, yes, they did. Um, can you picture that? But I thought they might do, you know, and you can't take no for an answer or any of the sort of other songs they've sang uh, throughout the last 40 years or whatever. Um, so it was nice that they did songs that still felt like it would be something that the Electric Mayhem would sing. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's a very distinctive rock and roll style, an Electric Mayhem song. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Yes, JD. What is love? 
Well, love, you see, when two people love each other very much, it, that's not really important. The point is, J.D., love cannot be a hat. Well, I, I wasn't really thinking of asking that. Is that a question that's worth discussing, you think? Well, well, I just thought, well, I mean, many things could be a hat um, if you want to go down that road, I suppose. But um, no, love is not one of the things that can be a hat. Did we just come up with a new video series idea? Did we really? Can it be a hat with J.D. Hansel? Are we going to do Can It Be a Hat? I think that's a new video series coming soon oh, from MuggleTub.com right. in 2017. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. In September, we got new fun labyrinth events and things happening at the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, also in September was the Dave Goals tribute event from the Henson Company, which was also tied well, to the Center for Puppetry Arts. Oh, let's back up. Okay. It wasn't just a few Labyrinth things. It was they had a masquerade ball, yes. a la the film scene in Labyrinth. Like, that was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, they, they completely sold out. There weren't a ton of tickets available, but they did completely sell out. And there were Hensons there, of course, yeah. as you might expect. Yeah. And the costumes, you can, go on, you can still go out to their Facebook page at the Center for Puppetry Arts and see the pictures. Some of these costumes, people absolutely went all out which is exactly why I didn't want to go, because I'm not costume guy at all. And I knew what, whatever I came up with would just pale in comparison to what some of these people uh, were wearing. So uh, I think there's maybe even some video from that somewhere. Chris Harris went, by the way, uh, the editor for MuppetCast.com. Chris Harris and his wife Christy were there. And uh, I know, right, Chris and Christy Harris. Yeah, but, uh, gets me every time. <laughs> just, you know, they're, they're, those guys are so awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he, but he dressed up, he and Christy, and had a grand old time. So maybe we should bring Chris on at some point and talk about that. But yes, anyways, uh, I interrupted you just because I wanted to elaborate on the uh, CPA stuff. You wanted to do a labyrinth elaboration? Just, just go on. You wanted to, you, you wanted to. I hate the two of you so much. <laughs> really? You wanted to elaborate on that, Steve? Just shut up. Shut up. Just. Stop it! <laughs> uh, also in September were the Fozzie Awards, which uh, was probably the greatest thing to ever happen in uh, in the history of the world. I'm really happy about the Fozzie Don Awards. Uh, yeah, I know. The Fozzie Awards were great. I mean, come on. Quirk Thatcher was... Um, no, you didn't make that joke on the show. What did you say in the video? No, I said, uh, we get it. What did I say? You said, oh, oh, you, you, I said, said... you said, we get it, Kirk. You're quirky. Oh, we get it, Kirk. You're quirky, yeah, because he wears hats all the time. Yeah, uh, and, and then he, Kirk he afterwards, Kirk afterwards, I did warn him that I was going to make fun of him in the shooting, and he said, "Oh, you should call me Quirk Thatcher." That's and I was it. Like, <laughs> I should have thought of that. That's um, the story. That I was remembered. probably that video was that video only goes for about three and a half minutes. That took me an hour and a half to do because I kept breaking, I kept forgetting my lines. At one point, I got right to the end and I flubbed a line, so I had to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that video is probably one of my favorite things I've done in this fandom. Yeah, it's great. It was, it was an honor to be invited to even do it in the first place because I loved the uh, Snuffy Awards. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, oh yeah. So, and I mean, just to be in a video with all those people, I mean, yes, you had Quirk Thatcher, uh, then you had Eric Jacobson, uh, Matt Vogel, and then of course you've got 
Piggy and Kermit, who appeared right at the end. Spoiler alert, gosh. Like, I... Well, it, well it's fine. Um, like, I get to say, I've been in a... I've been in an award show with, you know, Kermit and Piggy. That's something I can say now. And yeah. technically, it's true. People don't need to know that it was a silly little online thing. Well, but it was, it's, that's going to be in my headstone. It's, it's nice. That's, and they still won't know after you just said that either. Because nobody's listening right now. Uh, let me see. What else is here? October, we got uh, great moments in American history. Oh, by the way, so hold on. Let me back up. Uh, now, you know, as much as I love the Fozzie Awards, it, it was I just kind of got the feeling that there were two people who were missing. Just, just, just a couple of people who maybe have had Muppet podcasts for five and ten years, respectively. That would have been... Um, uh, nice to incorporate into one of those no, two No, I thought it was shows. fine. I thought it was fine. I, I think it, was, it was missing a little something there. You know, just a little oh, bit of dialogue between Ernie a and Bert. people. Ernie and Bert. That's who I meant. Ernie and Bert that's were missing true. from that show. And it's a darn shame. But I still think it's a great testament to where, uh, to how much this fandom can do when it decides to all just come together, um, even at some of the higher levels. In October, we got great moments in American history from Walt Disney World, and that was a neat Muppet show. And with that came the Muppet Mobile Lab. Thank uh, you. You're welcome, Steve. Do we want to say anything about what was going on in Disney in October? Uh, for me, I guess I'm just happy that the the new show is there in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom. Uh I haven't been there personally to see it, although I hope to rectify that at some point soon. Uh, but there are two different versions of great moments in American history, but only the American parts. The puppets look great. I think we d discussed this already. At we some have point discussed it already, okay, so we don't so need to do it again. We don't really need to say it <laughs> no, again, we but do not. yeah. It's great. I love it. You should go see it. Yes. Also in October is when the Street Gang documentary launched its Indiegogo campaign. So it looks like this is actually happening. I've seen video of them... Uh, yeah, they're shooting now. I've seen video of them building the original stoop from <laughs> from back in the day, and it looks amazing. So this is going to be a cool documentary. Um, I'm looking forward to it. In November, uh, Sesame Street did the Mannequin Challenge, which I didn't really notice apart from the fact that Sesame Street did it. I was not paying attention to anyone else doing this challenge. What was the point of the challenge? What what was the mannequin challenge? I wasn't keeping it. I wish I knew. Yeah, Jared, basically, basically just a whole lot of people, they tried to get as many people as they could to all stand still, uh, and then lacked on mannequins, and then they'd move the camera around, and uh, it was all very boring. Uh, I think the I only said. two... Yeah. The only two that did it well were Sesame Street and um, Saturday Night Live did it well as well. Um, well, I don't understand what what is the mannequin. I don't know what any of these challenge things are. I just look at one or two. It of wasn't even a challenge. Go, this is stupid, and I move on. But what right, it wasn't even for? a challenge. It was just a, well, that's exactly it. There was no money being raised. It wasn't a challenge. It's not like you did it and then say I challenge. You know, right? Apple meme, to do right? it. Yeah, basically, it was an attention um, grab. Exactly right. But I think Sesame Street knocked it out of the park and i think as well because they had all the weird props where it looked like things were you know halfway through falling down yes. um and I because you liked, see the performers well i was gonna say i also liked that they didn't hide any of the performers at all like to the yeah. point where at the end of the video when everyone's yelling at bert um you see matt vogel walk wearing the big bird legs oh i i don't know if i oh, noticed that's that right yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah if was, you take a look, yeah. It was well done. Probably it was very ruined well a couple of childhoods, but hey, it, it was worth it. Um, uh, let's see. P- Pizza Rizzo opened in November. And, yeah. Uh, Can't wait to go there. Either. I don't like it. Have you eaten? You've eaten their food? What's no, I just it? think it's ugly. Oh, okay, that's fair. Um, I think it's. I don't these... think it's muppety enough. It has. It's. It's full of little muppet in jokes, though. Have you seen pictures? Yeah, I've seen the pictures. I've seen all the video and everything of no. it. I just think it's very generic. I think you could have put any pictures of any characters in there, and it would have made sense. Well, that is true. I I understand now. Okay, I understand what you're saying, and, and yes, you are correct there. You take any of those, you take those pictures out, it's just a generic restaurant. There's well, nothing that, inherently muppety about the whole thing. Well, that's one of the things that if I'm, okay, now you got me complaining about it. Thank you. So you're right. You could, and I think that's part of the problem with how Disney, maybe it's just how they treat the Muppets, but I, I feel like they do this with a lot of things. They built it so they can take it down tomorrow if they want to. Exactly uh, right. They didn't, they didn't so much build into an environment they put up things in the existing environment and you know they put a fresh coat of paint on the walls they hung up a bunch of pictures and records and there are a lot of muppet references in there and i still want to go and see it uh, in person because i think that some of the things that they did in there are pretty cool but it's not so much a Mupp- i don't think it contributes necessarily to the muppet environment it's a muppety idea that got plunked into the whole Muppet Courtyard area. But as a, as a coherent Muppet experience, that courtyard still isn't quite there. No, I just I don't think it adds anything at all to the Muppet franchise in the slightest. And why are like, they taking Disney likes down to tell like a balloon? story. Well, uh, yeah, that too. We'll, we'll get there. But like Disney likes to tell a story with their environments, right? That's that's something I don't know if they've actually ever come mm-hmm. out and said that, but that's what it it kind of feels like that, you know, they, they like a coherent kind of experience. Yeah, read well, a book so on Imagineering and you'll find, yeah, they do actually talk right, about right. their so storytelling here. The Gonzo bathrooms, uh, and then you've got the Muppet Fountain, which isn't a fountain right now, but that's a different story. You've got the show building for Muppet Vision 3D, and you have a pizzeria. It's not Italian, but okay. So a pizzeria run by Rizzo. So, like, they plunked the character ideas down, but there isn't a coherent experience there. Someone, I feel like I could just as easily, if I didn't know or care that much about the Muppets, I could look around and go, okay, what is this? I don't know what this is. It's not telling me anything. Maybe they should just bring back the Great Muppet Movie Ride. Right? They should just bring back, they should make the Great Muppet Movie Ride, is what they should do. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, the Muppets did do something pretty cool, though, in November when they led the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but I think Steve and I already covered that story. So, Jared, do you have anything to add to what Steve and I have already said? I uh, know what we've like already it. said. You didn't, you didn't like it? Well, you didn't like it? I didn't. I just, it wasn't, I don't know. It was all very, it was clearly, like, obviously it had to be pre-recorded. But oh, yes. it wasn't even like it. It didn't even feel like it was on the day. It didn't feel like it was live. It had that very pre-recorded. This is the day before feeling to it. Interesting. Hmm. I did not get that. Sense. And I mean, and also, 
like, you know, the internet, only for about an hour, it sort of exploded saying, hey, look, Miss Piggy saved Tony Bennett. Clearly to, yeah, didn't. Yeah. It, was, it was clearly Eric already halfway through, you know, going to make Miss Piggy give him a hug, and he just happened to fall at the same time. But oh, yeah, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad that but didn't did become like a thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the Sesame Street presence? Um, it was fine. <laughs> it was it's standard. That's my feeling I mean, too. they're there. Yeah. I just okay. You're all allowed to call it's, me an old grandpa here, but I'm not as big a fan as uh, maybe we're going to go into another discussion here too on something else. But I'm not as big a fan of the hip hop version of all the Sesame Street stuff, which is almost exclusively what they've been doing. The song they did this year in the parade. It was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was, I mean, it wasn't a rap thing, but it was really kind of a hip-hop kind of thing. Uh, there weren't a lot of the human characters involved, as we've already said. Um, I feel like they've done more songs that feel like a song in past years, whereas this year it, it was something that might have just well has been on, on Top 40 radio. Well, yeah, I actually don't remember what it was at all, so it was apparently that forgettable. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I could be completely out of line here, but from what I remember, yeah. I do remember not liking it all that much. That's that's fine. That's fair. You're still an old grandpa, but that's fair. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, you Granted. are. You, you yeah. are. Speaking of Sesame Street, uh, how can you say that when you're older than me? I don't know. Okay. I I I. It's just. It, I don't know. In a way, Steve, we're both older than each other. You know, <laughs> that's very true. Hey, Steve. Not another one. No, no. Okay, what? never mind. Um, yes, JD. No, never mind. Okay. So we got Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas in November. Um, did we just lose someone from this conversation? Wait a minute. Where did Jared go? Where did he Jared go? He just texted go? and said, "What happened?" Hello, everybody. Hey. hey there he is. Oh, welcome back, Jared. Okay. What the hell happened there? I have no idea. I, I just heard a little what ringing sound, and then you were gone. I was I was gone for about I've been gone for the last two minutes. Oh, okay. Well, Jared and I just mean up. JD and I have just been talking about how old we both are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How, how Steve and I are older than each other. So you couldn't hear me talking. Not at all. What did you say? Okay, I was saying hello. I oh, didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear that. And at then all. at one point it came back for about two seconds and then went away again. Wow, that's weird. Okay. Well, nope. I think we're gonna wrap this up fairly soon. Um, okay. I, I think we were going to talk about the Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas thing, but I actually haven't seen that, so I don't want to talk about it very much. Um, yeah, I haven't either. Okay, so, never mind that. Okay. Um, what's more interesting Jared, to did, me... Did you did you see it, Jared? Yes, I have seen it. Oh, and? okay, so one out of three, and what'd you think? Um, it was okay. Sort of, it had a couple of moments that made me laugh. Jim Gaffigan as Santa Claus was really, really good. Um, it was nice to see Mr. Johnson... Fat Blue, whatever you want to call him, as sort of the antagonist of the whole thing. I thought he was a good choice. Um, mm. Look, it's definitely worth a watch if you uh, if you can find it. Because um, I, mean, I started watching hours. it and then shut it off. Oh, really? Yeah. I hate saying that, but it just, it wasn't. Now, granted, they did not, Sesame Street did not make a Christmas special for a 38-year-old man. But no, I can still watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street and enjoy it. 
Especially uh, because of that great classic song, Feliz Navidad. You shut your mouth. You stop it. Stop. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. But in any case, uh, you know, there's still plenty that's enjoyable in that one. Whereas this one, I'm looking at it and going, this, I can't, there, there's nothing to sink my teeth into here. There's there's nothing that is for adults. Steve, you're sounding it's, like an old man again. Oh my gosh. They just made a children's show. It's not, it's not the Sesame Street that they used to make, you know? No, it is and not. This, and it's not supposed to be. This, uh, well, but yeah, but still, there was, there was something in those older episodes and on the specials and everything, and maybe they didn't hit the mark necessarily every time, but you, all three of us can think of so many moments that speak to adults and kids. And I don't think, in my opinion, there wasn't anything in this special that spoke to adults. In fact, I know personally a six-year-old who started watching this and then turned to her mom and said, yeah, let's watch something else. And I thought, oh, that's not, that's not. And this kid didn't know anything about, really didn't watch a whole lot of Sesame Street when she was even younger, but she is aware of the show. She's aware of the characters. She's aware that I'm a huge fan, so I've put some stuff in front of her, too. And she got, you know, maybe 20 minutes into this and was like, she's done. And I thought, oh, that's that's kind of a miss there. Yeah, but you know what's great that has come from Sesame Workshop recently? Hey, what's that, JD? Well, it's a little bit indirect, but it's a great new show. Probably my favorite thing to come from 2016, Below the Frame. Oh, yes, I love that. I adore this production. I think it's amazing. Such a great idea. Yeah, uh, with a great title, too, and a great theme song and everything. It's just, it, well, it, it's nice because at a time when I think we, as we've established, we fans, we Muppet people in the fan sites have had a hard time coming up with new content. The people who are making the Muppet production have now kind of filled in for us and started making the new Muppet fan production. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we know we're not doing much, so here. Yeah, which is really nice of them. I mean, they're taking all this time no, to great. to go ahead and just, you know, interrupt people's lunches and ask Frank the camera guy to, you know, not swear and stuff. It's just, it's good. It's just pleasant having this uh, new thing in our lives from the Muppet fan community that really makes the community that much, um, th just that much cooler just because nowhere else would you see something like this. I don't know of any other fan community like, I don't know, Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever, where, first of all, this would even be allowed by the powers that be, but secondly, where the people who are making the production would just decide to grab their own cameras and on their own put on a little behind-the-scenes show without, without, <laughs> without any benefit from it, other than just getting to interact with the fans. Yeah. It's awesome. And it is. Can you guys still hear me? Is everything okay? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for Jared to jump in and say that he hated it. Oh. No, I, I really like it. My favorite part is oh. uh, is is Joe Henner's just standing in the background. I know. It's so funny. Yeah. That's my least favorite part because it makes me jealous. But, uh, well, well, just... well, he he uh, he contacted Matt and said, hey, you know, I'd love to help out. And Matt's like, yeah, no worries. Look, come on down. And didn't do anything. <laughs> So, I'm I'm told Joe has something to do in the next one. Uh, whether or not that happens, I have no idea. Uh, but sort Returns of in the in last February, couple of so boys, we'll 
I've always sent him a thing afterwards saying, you know, what the hell were you doing this time? And he's like, mm, nothing, just standing there. <laughs> he enjoys himself, mm-hmm. so that's all right. <laughs> all but right. he's there and we aren't. So there you go. So that's that's another loss for our corner right. of the Muppet Fan World. Before this show gets depressing, let's move on to something that I know we all loved, which was in December, the Pigs in Space videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't love yeah. those. I, I honestly haven't. Why not? Jared is mad at JD again, Jared. No, no, that's not working. Um, doesn't fit the, um, the, the thing. The lyrics don't work. Um... Different song, different song. Uh, Steve, what have you got? Jared is mad at JD again. 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 I was so disappointed by the first Pigs in Space video, I haven't watched the second one yet. And it's been like a month. I the think for the sake of better. five minutes. Yeah, it was better. And I think for the sake of five minutes, you could do your due diligence. But they, okay, but Jared, these weren't good. Come on. <laughs> I I I will completely disagree. I really enjoyed this album. If anything, the, this, just because it was new Muppet content that I had something see, to report on. But you see, and that's what I want to talk about. Right there. People will say, Oh, but it's something new from the Muppets. That doesn't matter. It wasn't good. Preach. It was Okay, why didn't you like it? Why didn't you like the, it? Oh, I, I genuinely okay. really enjoyed it. Okay, that's fine. Um it's I mean, I went into it, you know, as super jazzed about it as everyone else was i wanted to see the new pigs in space they made a big thing hey next friday get ready next friday new pigs in space all right let's they contacted do me directly and, like it was a big deal and so a lot of fanfare and a lot of build-up and i just felt like the jokes were so weak oh you know i always wanted rippling abs but this is ridiculous the writing was so and i it's like and i i know of the people who created this thing these videos and like come on you guys can do better than that. i've seen you do better than this and I, I just i felt like all the jokes were weak um i feel like that show does benefit from the muppet show laugh track and i'm not sure why it wasn't a possibility to put that element back into it but the i just the puppetry was great um it was the idea of and um, i don't care if this is a spoiler alert or not but pepe jumping in and out of the uh, hole in Link Hogthrob, Link Hogthrob's chest as it was a trampoline or something. I mean, it was a little grotesque, but that was interesting. It was a, a way to accomplish a little special effect the same way that Jim might have done. Um, but it just wasn't funny, Jared. And the second I... one was, I mean, a solid B minus, if that. Okay, I probably would have flipped the order. I would have probably had the second one first. I think the second one was a lot stronger than the first one. Um, if only because yeah. they had, you know, spoiler alert, if only because they had Kermit in it. Um, and I enjoyed that uh, joke at the end where, um, you know what, I'm just going to ruin it for you, JD. I enjoyed the uh, joke at the end about the fact that, you know, Kermit was a puppet being operated by Link. I thought that was a good little... That felt very... What's the word? It felt very pigs in spacey, I guess, to me. Um... But, look, I can understand now, I guess, why you might not have loved it. I don't think it was their best work, but I don't think it deserves, you know, as much hatred as you're throwing at it. Well, but that's okay. Steve's just an old man. He just hates everything now. Right. I, see, that's the thing. I'm an old man, so that's part of this. But 
yeah, I just I, I don't need it to be the pigs in space of yore, but I do want something that I can sink my teeth into. I want something that has some character and none of these. Th this was just sort of a collection of bad jokes with that any character could have said. I felt like the material was completely interchangeable. I felt like the characters were completely interchangeable. Everything looked beautiful. And that's something that JD, you and I have kind of had conversations about. Yeah. We're sort of at this point now where it's... you can shoot the, these characters on camera. So they look amazing. But if you don't have content to back up how good it looks, it, it it's worse in the overall production then. Yeah, you know, it was... like it, it comes off as overall worse. It was kind of tonally awkward as well. Um, and then it became more annoying for me because everybody except, well, me, was saying that it's something new from Muppets. Even if it's not great, it's it's awesome just because it's something else from Muppets. I'm like, no, you're encouraging bad behavior. If you say this is good, then this is it's not going to get better, guys. You're just going to get more of this. I think that's that's exactly right, Steve. I think that's true. But as, I'm glad that someone here was able to enjoy it. So it was not for nothing. Um, yes. That's true. Wrapping this up quickly because we are running out of time, and Jared, I know you need to go soon. Um, uh, December also gave us a TED Talk from Joey Mazzarino. And uh, December, as I understand it, gave us Fraggle Rock returning to its original home on HBO, minus a few episodes. Many episodes, yes. Not all, but many. And they, they look good. I've watched them. Have you watched them? No, I didn't realize they were already on HBO, actually, until you revised my list. Jared, have you watched them? No, we don't get HBO here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're there. Okay, then. What a strong yep. ending for our review <laughs> of 2016. Yeah, they're there. That was basically the Muppets presence in pop culture in 2016. That sums up the whole year, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, they're there. They were there. Yep. They sure were. And we were here. So... Yep. So it's time for everyone's favorite segment, a toast and a roast. That's right. I'm asking each of you to pick somebody song, or something. By the way, that it's that those that those glasses clinking. What is that? Uh, it's time to meet the Muppets. Okay, that's what that's kind of what I thought. And every time I hear it, I go, "Is that? I don't know what that is." Okay, cool. It didn't need to be a specific song, but I decided to give it the rhythm of "It's time to meet the Muppets." Uh, I know okay. that's not the name of the song, but I mean, that's the line of the song that they're clinking to. No, no, it's... Like, that's why I said yes. that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm asking each of you to uh, pick someone or something from 2016 to toast and something or someone from 2016 to roast. And again, the show has gone long, so don't take too much time. Go! Okay, Go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toast uh, Peter Lins. Okay, Why? Uh, because of just how much work he did to get me that interview with Cookie Monster, considering he was halfway around the world and had absolutely no stake in whether or not it actually happened. Oh. But he did a, he did me a solid, as did David Brydman. So actually, I'll toast both of them. That's true. They are go. awesome people. And Peter Linz, I, I feel like it's a shame that he hasn't gotten enough time to shine over the past year, because obviously when he gets the chance to perform one of his characters, he does an amazing job. Um so I'm hoping that he'll get more opportunities to perform, certainly Walter, if not other characters, over the next couple of years. But we'll see how that goes. Um, are we going to do Jared's Roast now, or Steve's Toast, or what yes. are we doing? Jared's Roast. Okay, I'll roast. I'll give a roast. Um, I'll give a roast to she who should Say not be name. named. Say her name. Say her name. Yes! Kristen Newman! 
because <laughs> she failed to get us a second season. Thanks, Steve. We're at the end of the show now. What could possibly happen? Steve? I uh, got you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay, so for my toast and roast, I'm going to roast Steve Swanson because he sucks. <laughs> for many, many reasons. For so many reasons, I'm going to roast Steve Swanson. Um, <laughs> oh, so many reasons. And you don't even know what he says when we're in private text conversations. His politics are crazy. Well, that's why I said on Facebook but... like, folks... You will never know most of the things that we say. Oh, oh my gosh. So that's my roast of 2016 is Steve Swanson. My toast? I'm actually going to toast Matt Vogel um, because we got a few great things for him. Just as just when we were mourning the loss of the new Muppet show in which he was awesome as Uncle Deadly, he gave us some cool performances with the Electric Mayhem, and, of course, finally started up posting Below the Frame, which was just amazing. I mean, he has given us the new show to look forward to this February. Right. We lost one, but we're getting a new one. And it's weird that both shows had the same mid-season break and are coming back at the same time. So I'm hoping that Below the Frame won't get cancelled the same time that the 2015 Muppet series got ca- Did I just jinx it? I think I jinxed it. Yeah, I, I yeah, should stop did. now. I went yeah. too far, Steve. Well, and I was—I should mention too. I mean, Matt Vogel is is such an active performer. He does so many characters, and in, in fact, to connect it back to Jared, I think uh, at this point, Matt Vogel actually puppeteers Peter Lenz too. So yeah, that's got, true. That right connect. So um, oh, let's see. I can I just roast the entire year of 2016? Can Absolutely. I do that? Absolutely, you totally can. Okay. My my roast is 2016, all of the year. You suck. Yep, that's um, fair. That is fair. As far as the toast, that's a little harder. Well, um, you don't get to toast 2017 because based on what happened in 2016, I don't think 2017 is <laughs> going to be much better, pal. <laughs> I know. We keep saying it's going to be great, and I don't know about this one, folks, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm actually going to toast Uncle Deadly. Ooh. Why is that? I'm going to toast Uncle Deadly because not only was he the, well, he is the newly appointed uh, dear leader, I mean, Muppet president. Mm. So uh, he has that going for him. We, the fans, have anointed him as, you know, the, the president there. But as a character, and again, this kind of goes back to Matt Vogel, as everything in the Muppets does now, um, he sort of emerged from this show from the Muppets as he started out as someone very obscure and I'm kind of reaching back and in, even into the fall 2015 for this too, but he, he began as just an obscure background character. And regardless of our little fan tournament, Muppet fans everywhere kind of saw him become just so funny and such a standout character and such a, a unique personality. I mean, he was always kind of creepy and, you know, spooky and sometimes was funny, but he is such this, uh, well, I mean, we, we call him the caretaker of Piggy's Delusion. That was his role on the show. But he's this weird, eccentric, prissy, funny personality that you, you never kind of expected to come from these characters. And now he is as much the Muppets to me as a character like, you know, say, uh, a Scooter or Fozzie or someone. You know, he's he's not quite the top of the a pile Muppet character, but he's really there. He's done such... 
he's had such amazing performances the entire year. He was a bright spot every time he showed up for Muppets. Hey, Steve. Yes, JD. What's Vietnam? Well, sometimes, J.D., when two people love each other Okay, stop. Much. No, never mind. Never mind. Forget that. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on to what we have to look forward to in the future as we're wrapping up our show now. In the future, we're looking forward to a new season of Sesame Street. Uh, this year, we've got a, Muppets, a Muppet Babies reboot coming up that might be awesome or terrible. We don't know. We're getting the Street Gang documentary. It's, it's going to be terrible, by the way. It's okay. going to be terrible. Okay. But <laughs> we're getting the Street Gang documentary, which, Steve, is that going to be terrible? No, that's going to be great. I can't wait to see that. Yes, we're getting a great Street Gang documentary. Uh, I was just rereading parts of the book. Actually, I was re-listening to parts of the audiobook read by um, Carol Spinney, and I just love hearing Big Bird swearing. It's great. Anyway. I know. It's so great. Uh, also, we are probably not going to get a Labyrinth movie in, uh, in, in 2017, or a Fraggle Rock movie or anything of the sort. So no. that's, that's probably what's not happening. Um, in other news, no. uh, the new Beauty and the Beast movie is coming out soon, which is not Muppet news, it's just something I feel like mentioning because this looks like it's going to be a total train wreck, and I am so excited. Wait, wait, wait what? Really? Oh, to me? Be great. What are you talking about? To me, about? the Beauty and the Beast movie seems like it's just going to be awful. Like, have you okay, seen wait, what the CGI wait, looks is... like? It looks demon-possessed. Yeah. No. Okay, so this is something that everyone's going to like and JD's going to hate. That's fine. We'll just it's add a, it to the list. It's okay. Well, I'm I would JD. And, uh, th th they look like these weak, cr it's creepy CGI it's hideous I mean the, the director in some interview was saying oh I'm so glad that the technology has finally gotten to the point that we can do this no it hasn't and no you can't <laughs> it's, no, it it's a singing teacup you can't make that work have you what, you, you, know, you, you want to know a fun fact no. about me with Disney what's that I've never seen Beauty and the Beast all the way through well, you can rot in you a sack. You probably don't need to. <laughs> I've, I, I, <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. I just got the Blu-ray, too, so I'm going to watch like all four versions of the original Disney movie. Because there's like the theatrical version, the home video version, other versions that include... By the way, Jenny, songs, your anyway. insult was not lost on me. The, you can go rot in a sack. That was very funny. Thank you. Thank you. All you that you need to know about <laughs> the upcoming Beauty and the Beast movie is that the auto-tune is the most ridiculous over-the-top, auto-tuned digital sound I have ever heard. Okay, I'm, I am gonna, I'm gonna hate that. It yeah. doesn't sound natural in the slightest. It's like, you know those All old right. talk boxes? Like, like yeah. how, how you could, you used to be able to sing through an instrument? This sounds yeah. like a computer is singing through Emma Watson. Not, oh, no. not the other way around. Like, That's it's, not true. That's impossible. <laughs> you gotta hear it. It's something else. Really? It's, uh, okay. okay. So to the untrained ear, it probably sounds fairly normal, but to you and I, Steve... It's going to sound like a computer singing. Yeah. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. All right. All right. So, so now that I've ruined 2017 for you all <laughs> and taken us way off course, we're finally ending this extremely long episode of 11 Point Collar. Yay, one of my longest. We're done. We're done. It's it. great. We can go home. Oh, God. All right. That's great. So, all right. Time to do your closing stuff. Jared, where are you from? Uh, MuppetMindset.com uh, Twitter is at MuppetMindset Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash MuppetMindset Email me at MuppetMindset at gmail.com um, And don't uh, don't go to Tough Pigs No, do go to Tough Pigs, they're great <laughs> No, go to Tough Pigs They're fantastic people 
I'm Jared okay. Fairclough of the Mubba Mindset, and don't go to Chuff Pigs. <laughs> okay. Steve? All right. Okay. I'm Steve Swanson from the Muppet Cast at MuppetCast.com. Uh, the entire feed for the Muppet Cast is still in iTunes. You can find that, I, th- I think, by going to MuppetCast.com slash iTunes, or just search in iTunes for the Muppet Cast. You'll find it. It's still there. If you have any comments or questions about the Muppets, the Muppet Cast, or anything else, send an email to me, me at MuppetCast.com. And the Facebook and Twitter feed are both at MuppetCast. Okay, and there you have it. I'm J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com. You can send me an email at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. And keep on keep on listening to us in iTunes at MuppetHub.com slash iTunes and following us on Twitter at JD11PC and uh, on Facebook at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. That's it this time, folks. I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm Vladimir Putin. There you go. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah.